Welcome to the Critical Futures Podcast. It's critical because the time is now to conjure the world and communities we want to live and thrive in. But it's also futurity, or the intentional imagining and materializing of liberated futures, where freedom from oppression, trauma, violence, and discrimination are realized. In this series, The Future Of, we chat with experts in various sectors to learn about what they are doing to shift the critical now for a radical new future. On today's episode, we talk about the future of mental health holistic healing methodologies with Salome Araya, an international healer, master Reiki professional, and creator of Healing at the Root. I am Dr. Amber Johnson, Executive Director of the Institute for Healing, Justice, and Equity, and I will be your host for this episode. Welcome. I am so excited to welcome the one and only Salome Araya to our show today. How are you? I am so great. Thank you for having me. So today we're talking about healing at the root, uh, holistic approaches to mental health and well-being. And so I want to first give our audience a little preview about your work, what you do, and how you came to this moment. Okay. Well, um, I guess, you know, for me, it always it always starts with a story. I think many people who are doing um, healing work uh, have gone through what I call like an initiation into the work it's not like we chose it it's you know it's like it chose us we transmuted all this pain and spiritual crisis and mental emotional ancestral healing and there was our purpose you know so for me the journey began many years ago and not even realizing like the trajectory of where it would lead me but i was essentially struggling with my mental and spiritual health for uh, some years not really understanding uh, or having the language to really articulate what was going on and finding that the medical industrial complex, as we know it, was not interested in me healing. It was just a lot of band-aiding, a lot of, oh, you have this diagnosis. They told me I was bipolar. Uh, they gave me medication. And I just remember my my spirit guys were like, yeah, that's not actually your truth, you know? There's some validity in what they're saying um, in terms of your symptoms, but in terms of giving a diagnosis and saying, take this medication to heal, it just didn't resonate for me on many levels. So I remember just feeling called to research alternative and holistic approaches to healing. Um, called and also just like pushed by my guides, like, there's another way and you're going to find it. And um, that's what I did. I went on a research hunt to find holistic ways to heal people who sought out alternative means. And one of the things that was coming through for me was the diagnoses that are given a lot of times are very limiting and also have like this energy of permanency. So it's like, I always tell my clients now, if they give you a diagnosis, give it back. Like you don't have to hold it <laughs> because if you own it, like I have this thing or I am this thing, just the power and the energy of claiming something, you wear that thing for the rest of your life, you know? And I just knew that that wasn't my truth. So 
I went on a journey to heal holistically, which meant everything from spiritual work, energy work, changing my diet, exercising, medica- meditation, um, you know, it was just endless. Like it just went on and on and on. I got counseling, but everything was from a holistic perspective. And I tapped into abilities that I had that was also contributing to my imbalances. So I just went deeper, you know, it was like, there's something else emerging. There's medicine in this pain and I'm going to find it. And that's what I did. I spent more time in nature. I mean, you name it, all the things that people talk about in terms of self-care and holistic care, (laughs) mind, body, spirit, I was in it. Ayahuasca, acupuncture, Reiki. And uh, I was able to clear and heal and also realize that someone had told me during that time, like, you're going through this for a reason, like there's a bigger purpose here. You're not suffering to suffer. You're actually being called to help other people in their healing journey. And in order to do that, you're going through this. And at first, I mean, it was one of those days where I think the day this person told me, I think I had probably, I think I had a moment of like, I don't want to be alive, you know? So it was a very dissonant message. I was like, how am I going to help people? And I didn't even want to wake up today, you know? Ultimately, they were right. And um, it's something I really encourage a lot of my clients to do is to just we go deeper into the purpose of the pain. You know what I mean? So it's like you it comes to you for a reason to wake you up, to make you fall all the way apart, to become whole and to trigger things out of your system. And that's exactly what happened. So once I was able to clear and heal, then I stepped into my path as a healing practitioner. I want to lean into two things you said. The first one, when you get a diagnosis and give it back, I think that is really powerful. And I know that there are folks listening who need to hear that and hear it wholly. Like, can you share a little bit more about that, that, that process, what that means, what that looks like? Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, there's, it's not to dismiss, it's never to dismiss the symptoms that come within a diagnosis, right? It's okay, thank you for maybe helping me make sense of this for this moment. But what I'm not going to do is own it as if it's a part of who I am. So if you tell me I have anxiety or I have ADHD or I have bipolar, whatever it is, sure, there's many symptoms that are at play, but I'm going to actually give it back to you and then do the work to heal at the root. <laughs> so you see, this is why I my... My program and my methodology is called Healing at the Root because a lot of the times the diagnosis will be like, oh, you have a chemical imbalance as opposed to maybe there's some spiritual crisis going on or maybe these things that you're taking in are contributing or maybe unresolved trauma energetically held in your body is contributing. Maybe you don't know your life purpose. Maybe you're absorbing other people's um, emotions and that's making you sad. You know what I mean? It's literally like, Let's just go deeper, go deeper, because then it actually allows people to be in their agency. So for me and my work, and what I will say is, is a difference with the Western model, is my my method is not to keep people coming back for years. It's actually one of my greatest joys is when one of my clients says, I don't feel like I need you anymore, you know? And so people are like, I've worked on this thing with my therapist for years. And now in a few months, we're literally transmuting it because we're hitting it at all these levels, right? We're doing energy medicine. We're doing all these things to help it really shift and then change um, habits and practices and 
you know, just different things that people do in their everyday lives. So they're in control. You know, it's like you actually have more control than you were taught. And I always tell people this is not to knock the Western psychology model. It is not to knock medication from when people need it, but it only takes people so far. And I have worked with therapists. I've trained therapists in my holistic methodology. I've worked with many people who've gone the talk therapy medication route, and they say, it only got me so far. I didn't get to actually release and heal. And some therapists have told me, they're like, we are actually taught to keep people coming back. And these are the ones that are critical of what they were, how they learned, you know? I mean, again, it's not to put it down, but it's just to be honest. So one of the things I always tell people is psychology was started by a German, a white German man, right? And the model doesn't actually fit with most of humans on the planet because most people don't look like that or don't culturally resonate or spiritually resonate with that um, culture. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't fit. And it's not, um, again, it's not meant to actually see people transform and relate to their pain differently and actually have it go away. So that's one of the things that I know sometimes actually triggers people is that if I say, okay, you've been having depression your whole life, you know that it can actually go away, right? Like it can actually leave. It doesn't have to actually stay in the same form. It can actually become your power. For some people, uh, and I can relate to that because I used to feel this like subconscious attachment to my pain, like it became a part of who I was. So how dare you tell me I can let go of this thing? Who am I going to do without it, you know? And I get it. So when someone comes to me and we're working through that, sometimes there's a resistance. They have an opening because they don't reach out to me if you don't have some kind of opening to really heal, you know? <laughs> but then sometimes it's like, ooh, oh, oh, I can? This can go away? And it's fascinating because everybody I've worked with, the things have shifted. You know what I mean? It's, it's alchemy. It's like if we're, we're setting the intention, we have a goal, we have a plan. We work together every week for six months to a year in this very integrated, holistic way. There's no reason why it can't go away. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So I know I'm like, <laughs> I'm preaching. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's important because I, I think it, there's there's the, the mental health and wellness sector. And then there is the, the career sector that I think it's the same. Because mm-hmm. I've been asking lately. What would you do with your life if you weren't using your career to fight oppression? Mm. If all oppression is gone, and so many people are like, "Well, I still have to work," and I'm like, "Do you?" Yeah, you know. And so, yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to release the things that we built our identities around. Some of it intentionally, and some of it completely without intention and without thought. Um, the other thing I wanted to lean into was pain having purpose. Um, I think, especially in in the USA. In, in this sort of Western space, a lot of us avoid feelings that don't feel good, mm-hmm. right? And we don't allow them to complete and move through our system. So we hold on to them, which turns into stress, disease, and pain. Um, and so t- talk to our, our listeners about this idea of pain having purpose. So maybe we can create a culture where we lean into the pain as an act of, of growth instead of avoiding it by whatever means we use to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the, the, there's so many different ways to answer that. One of the first things that comes to me is that 
I feel, first of all, that we come to earth to learn specific lessons, to resolve trauma from different lifetimes, karma. Some people are literally holding pain for their lineage to transmute it, like on behalf of the lineage. And um, there's sometimes like you have to almost like receive messages in very drastic ways to wake up. I mean, so much of this, you know, depression, mental health stuff is is a lot of times souls are going through an awakening and they don't realize it. It's a crisis, a spiritual soul crisis, which is I'm always like anytime somebody talks about mental health and they're not including all these different aspects, but especially the spiritual aspect. I'm like, it's going to just stay in the same form, you know. Because you're sometimes your spirit guides are trying to get your attention to wake up. Sometimes your higher self is trying to get you to wake up and stop doing things that are harming yourself. Stop certain habits or you know release certain beliefs that are um, that are harmful or toxic or let go of this uh, relationship or this job. You know what I mean? It's like there's all these different communications happening on different levels, and it's like it's literally trying to send you a message. You know, and it's like if you're not able to just stop and listen, like, what is this trying to tell me right now? I know I didn't come here into this incarnation just to suffer. You know, there's something bigger here. So maybe, you know, for some people, they may have um, specific abilities that, you know, when they talk about people going through a psychosis and they're schizophrenic, sometimes they're literally channeling and they don't know what to do with it, you know, but then it gets categorized as, oh, you're you're crazy as opposed to like, oh, there's something trying to come through. Like there's a message here. This is where I talk about the message and the pain can be so many things, right? But it's really like pay attention, like how you're maybe contributing to your own suffering or maybe not fully aware of the origin of your suffering. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's the discovery, you know? And it's not just about talking about it because then the transmuting comes in the different levels of the work, the energy work, ancestral, the spiritual, the nutritional, you know, move your body, you know, all of that is how you really transmute it. Um, hopefully I answered the question. I think I went on a little tangent, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's every, everything you said has value to the people who are listening and to me. Right. So no, not the, the tangents are welcome here. <laughs> There's purpose in the tangents, right? So let's, so healing, when you say healing at the root, you really mean, okay, so let's, you know, let's, let's for our audience, let's imagine a tree, right? And so the parts that we see are the pretty parts, the leaves and the branches and the flowers, and then you have the trunk, the sturdy piece, right? Right. But none of this exists without the roots. And those roots then connect to mycelium, which then help trees communicate to one another, build our entire ecosystem. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about roots, we're, we're talking about not just your foundation, but also how you connect to yourself, to others, to your world, right? So when you say healing at the root, you are talking about, you know, I'm, I'm holding my hands um, together in like this, uh, what you kind of see those, those, those chairs that people have that are super cool with the big fingers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so I'm visualizing when you say healing at the root, I'm visualizing this massive network of energy that lives in multiple places of our body that all connects to this, this grounding, right? The earth itself, if that's where we inhabit in the moment, 
Um, and we can talk about aliens and, and uh, migration all day. All for it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, you're talking about essentially very similar to like mycelium, like this, this whole network that impacts your entire being, your relationships, your, your productivity or lack thereof, your, what makes you laugh, you know, mm-hmm. all of these pieces. So tell me more about your methodology and why healing at the root is both the name, but also clearly your praxis, right? Your calling. You know, I, yeah, I think one of the things that has became really clear to me when I first started doing this work a decade ago is that so I, I don't know if we already talked about this, but energy medicine, Reiki healing um, is a really big part of my methodology because it actually has people go deep into their body, their subconscious mind, their subconscious body, their energy field. Um, and it basically is almost like it just provides so much information as to what is being held inside at different levels, right? So people are made aware of Maybe they've suppressed memories that might resurface for them during sessions and come back like, oh, this is something I've been holding at a subconscious level that has been literally controlling how I think, how I feel, how I move, how I feel about myself. They also are made aware of what energies from their parents, grandparents, ancestors they're holding in their body on an energetic level that is also influencing their mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. Um, any programming or ideas that were given to them that have influenced the truth of who they are that is clouded out. So it's this is it's made aware, it's made clear for them, and then it's actually being released. So sometimes people will literally feel, oh, I feel this thing being pulled out of me, right? So to me, that the root is just going deep, deep down inside and in what's stored, right? And then it's like the origin. Where did all this stuff come from? And like, where are you in underneath it all? You know what I mean? Like what I what I start to feel it as is like a person is separated from their soul essence a lot of times. Like, so they're almost like I can see their spirit self kind of hovering outside of their body. So they're not even connected to their own roots. So talk to me a little bit more about Reiki. Um, and how, how you got into that work and how you use it in your practice. Um, okay, yeah. Well, Reiki actually was a part of my personal healing journey. And I essentially went to someone to receive Reiki to support me on my uh, healing my depression, as I named, you know, just that holistic approach. And this was actually about 15 years ago. Um and yeah, it was a, an amazing experience. It opened up a lot for me. I remember crying and all this stuff was coming out and I was all this spiritual stuff and emotional. And um, yeah, soon after that, I did the level one training, which is essentially like you become a channel for energy medicine to work on yourself. So you literally place your hands on your own body and support yourself with healing. Um, the cool thing about Reiki is like, it can help with emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, ancestral, energetic, uh, subconscious, all these different things at different levels. People feel, hear, see, and receive and release all kinds of things. Um, in the decade I've been doing it as a practitioner, I've noticed that depending on the level of readiness, people can have really profound things come up and be released. Um, 
And, you know, my, my practice specifically includes what people might call like shamanic type experiences. So, you know, energetic extractions, ancestors coming to visit or helping to heal ancestral things or current life regression where people will travel back into the moment something happened in this lifetime and re-experience it to like heal it, you know. Um, but people, yeah, there's all kind of spiritual out of body things or, you know, people are just <laughs> awakening in a lot of ways. But they're also, like I was saying before, they're really made aware of what they're holding and where where it's from. So that kind of goes back into like the root work, right? Like you really are like, oh, I'm holding this trauma and trauma can become, it becomes an energetic, like dense mass, like stored in the body. And a lot of times people don't realize like trauma is not just like a mental thing or a physical, like it actually is energetically held sometimes. Um, so in terms of trauma, depression, spiritual crisis, like Reiki has been such a key point of the work because it helps to transmute it at the deeper levels. And I am like a huge advocate of it. I'm writing a lot of things now. I'm preparing a lot of content because I just want more people to know, you know, Reiki's in hospitals now because it helps with physical things. It, it's it's in cancer treatment centers. It's all these places. But I just want it to be more um, available to people who do mental health work so that we, you know, support people at those, those different levels. Um, so yeah, after a certain time I did my level two training and then I went on to be a Reiki master. So now I can teach and attune other people. So that's pretty much it. There's so much more I can say about Reiki, but it's all on my website. If anyone, you know, is curious, I know a lot more folks have heard about it. I've done, you know, just a lot of community events or in different spaces uh, with organizations where people are even having their staff, you know, receive it and it's it's growing in terms of um awareness but if anyone's curious yes so let's say someone's listening to you and they're like this is so cool how do i do this like what was your journey to becoming you know licensed in all the ways that you're licensed and certified and all that stuff well i want to talk a little bit i'll talk briefly about licensing and certification um i will share but one of the things i know for sure as we're trying to break away from being validated by institutions. Like one of the things I help people do is actually tap into any abilities they might have and give just its power, just even being able to tap in and practice. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are people, there are shamans and medicine men and women and all kinds of people that, literally like again your initiation through your pain to me is the best way you practice healing work you know what i'm saying like then maybe you can take a training or have a class to help you ground in it but like going through things and healing and your intuition and your natural abilities and listening to spirit listening you know connecting with the plants you know what i mean there's all these ways that like i really do feel we like that's where our powers come from so for me, you know, as a highly sensitive person, as an empath, a lot of people who have that journey also have a lot of mental health uh, issues because they're not really fully aware of all the stuff that's coming into their body and how to how to work with it. Um, but I had certain abilities that I didn't know what to do with, you know what I mean? And so that whole idea of like, oh, I'm crazy, I'm, you know, like I'm feeling things, I'm, I'm hearing things, I'm seeing things. 
And there was no, like at that point in my journey, no one was helping me make sense of it all. Um, and so part of what happened is actually literally healing and transmuting and releasing all the pain that I needed to help me to open up to a whole new world, right? Like I was connected in a different way. I was, I was receiving things in a different way. I was tapping in to other people in different ways because I was clear and I trusted it. Um, and then, you know, I did, I got my training. I did my Reiki different levels, uh, one, two, three master level. But to be honest, like everything else I do, intuitive counseling, ancestral medium to, you know, connection, current life regression, the mental health holistic work I do, it's literally all came through. It all came through and I had to grow it, you know, practice in like different tools came through and I was like, oh, I use some of this for myself. You know, that's how when I first started healing at the root specifically, someone reached out to me and I was already doing energy work, intuitive counseling, different things. And someone said, hey, do you help people with depression? Because I'm like struggling right now. I'm in crisis. And it literally... (laughs) I can't even explain like that. It was just a completely organic thing where I said, actually I do because that's what I did for myself. So again, the purpose was very loud. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this is the reason why I went through all of that. I have an actual program quote unquote, I did to heal myself, you know, (laughs) and then put it on my website and just, People started reaching out in the referrals and then people would find me in all these organic ways and my guides would send people. And it was like every person who came was like, I tried these other things. They didn't work. This is speaking to me on a soul level and I need this, you know. And so I'm I'm saying all that to say, too, like if you feel called to do something and you and you just know that you have certain abilities to make it happen. Like you can write a book without going to take a literature class. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, I don't know. There's so many things that people just can innately do and have the power to do. And I think that's another thing that I think contributes to imbalances mentally is when people have stuff that are kind of stuck inside of them and they're not releasing it. It causes chaos because it's like a pressurization, like trying to come out and it's stuck, you know? So it's like, you know, start that company, write that book, write that song, practice those abilities, whatever it is. Like, if you get trained, that's wonderful because that can help you ground in it. Um, so my the the holistic mental health methodology that I the healing at the root, um, actually was invited by the Department of Health in New York to train other practitioners in my methodology. Right, this is holistic mental health healing. I'm not a licensed therapist and I'm actually, to be honest, like that wasn't supposed to happen for me. Like I can still do mental health work in this way. Like that it's like, there's no monopoly on like who says who can do what, you know what I mean? If I'm all about like transcending whatever rules we were given or told was, you know what I'm saying? Like we can be the ones, this is kind of like the energy I move with. Like I can move with the audacity of a white man, you know, like, <laughs> like why can't I create a field? Like, okay, I did that. You know what I'm saying? And it was very strong message from my spirit guides. And then literally was given the opportunity to create a curriculum to pilot a training. And I had holistic practitioners and therapists, like clinically trained people. Um, I'm refining it and we'll be relaunching it again next year. Um, but it was, 
I mean, it was very overwhelming, but it was amazing because they were like, more people who are trained in psychology or social work actually should know more of this holistic methodology because it helps at different levels, right? I don't think healing happens without going into all these levels. I love that. Um, I There's this quote about higher ed, essentially, where folks say, I, I earned my PhD or my master's degree so that the world will see what I already know about myself. Yeah. And like you're, you're saying something very similar. And I think about like my relationship with my mentees. You know, I asked them, like, what makes you tick? What do you want to do? What What is your best week ever look like in your future? And they, and they answer a series of questions. And I tell them, mm-hmm. here's what you need to do that. And by and large, rarely is it a degree. Right. Rarely. Degree, right? It's about particular kinds of experiences and personal growth. Yeah. Um, I, I love you taking that notion and infiltrating it into the, the health sector, because that's one of those places that is so safeguarded. And, and obviously, some of those safeguards are in for a reason, right? If you of course. If you need your kidney <laughs> removed, I, I, I would like you to be a licensed doctor. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let me. I'm not trying to say you don't need them ever. <laughs> but but how many of us never tap into our abilities because someone told us we had to go do this thing that doesn't feel good to us, exactly. right? And being spaces that don't feel, because let's be real. These spaces where we get these licenses and these certifications and these degrees were not for us. And so they often are not safe spaces. Um, exactly. No, I'm saying I totally lean into that. That's, I think that's, a, that's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it's really just to me, it's the, it's the new earth. It's the age of Aquarius. It's like we're creating new things, right? The old things are not working. And like you said, I mean, and I agree, they work for some people and we need them. Like I will never go on anybody's platform or in, even in the books I'm writing, like all the things I've put out into the world, even with my own clients, I'm never like that way doesn't work. Some people will come to me and it will be like, I want to do both. And I'm like, cool. And then they're like, well, I I stopped that way because it doesn't work anymore. I want to get off my medication. So I'll help, you know, I never like, Ooh, on that altogether. But I do know from a personal experience and from working with people that it sometimes can cause more harm, you know, and I don't feel like it's dealt in the sacred way. So, for example, one of the visions I have, I really want to have like the alternative to the insane asylums. And I'm putting that in quotations. Um, I think there's so much that is so not understood about what is actually happening to a spirit in those spaces. And having gone through it myself, you know, it's like, oh, I just feel like this. I don't even know how to explain it. It feels bigger than a mission. It just feels like we have to do something different, you know, to help people in an integrative, holistic way. And, you know, maybe we're in spaces first where people are going through these moments and they don't understand what's happening spiritually or energetically or ancestrally or, you know, I just, I always have all these commas because it's multiple things, but it's not just medication. And a lot of times it does make people feel crazier. I've literally worked with people who are like, I was suicidal or this medication made me worse. And then we're clearing and we're healing. And they're like, I've never felt better in my life. You know what I mean? So I'm like, we have a method. We don't, I'm not saying it's for everyone, but I just want more people to know that there's other ways to heal and actually heal. It's possible. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, 
not everyone's path is meant to lead them to healing work. No, but it will lead them to being whole and and um, healthy and maybe the cycle breaker in their family. You know what I mean? A lot of times this is <laughs> this is the journey. Like they're usually the first ones in the family to stop um, cycles of harm and toxicity and um, unhealthy pain. And it's not easy, but like you said, like in order to heal, you really have to feel it and you really have to be with the process. And for me to say that, y'all know I'm telling the truth because I do not like feeling feelings. I don't care if they're good or bad. <laughs> I, I'm like the most feeling avoided person. Like, is that a feeling? Ew, get it away. It's like, <laughs> and I, you know, and we've, I've been hearing people from lots of different spaces talking about like people, we are changing. We are, we are becoming something different and i i welcome that that energy shift so much because like you said we've we've been doing the same things over and over again expecting different results and it's not happening so i am I'm so appreciative of, of your work and i am so appreciative of, of how you work um, but also just your generosity the ways that you share your work with others and and clearly um you you want our earth to heal and all of its inhabitants. So just thank you for existing. Um, thank you for existing. So tell, tell our listeners how they can find you, um, where they can find you, how they can find you, how they can access your services or your teaching, your healing. Um, yeah. Tell us how to find you. Yes. Thank you, Amber. I really appreciate what you said and I'm grateful for you and all you do too. And I just want us all to just be in our magic. You know what I mean? Like just to tap in, know we're magical. Um, and yeah, we can create what we want. So my, the best way to find me at this moment is my website, um, www.salomearaya.com. And um, I'm also creating a Root Alchemy Institute. We'll be launching this summer. The Institute is going to have different types of trainings and courses on alternative, quote unquote, alternative and holistic healing methodologies. Um, there'll be different resources for people who are in spiritual or mental health crisis. Uh, there'll be different um, resources around energy medicine. There'll be a podcast. We have publications being created. There'll be a holistic healing practitioner directory. Uh, we're going to be doing policy and advocacy work. And ultimately, the vision is to have um, centers for people who are in mental and spiritual health crisis, those alternative spaces that I was speaking about. Wonderful. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. I can't wait to see it come to fruition. And I can't wait to see how you will continue to change our world. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. I know our audience and our, our listeners received so much today. So thank you all out in the virtual world for listening and joining us here at the Critical Futures Podcast. We can't wait to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Critical Futures Podcast. If you're feeling inspired and looking for more resources, please check out www.ihje.org backslash podcast for show notes and links to resources and to subscribe.